this tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coaches. All right, it's Coach Kevin Furtado. Welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Today is episode 214 of our podcast series. This is also part of the clinic series that I'm running for virtual clinics. We're so excited to have Coach Charlie Miller. Miller. Coach Charlie Miller founded Attack Basketball Academy in 2009 to help players of any ability succeed. He has coached hundreds of players individually on teams and in small groups. He specializes in a combination of mental and physical conditioning tailored to each player. His coaching philosophy revolves around playing through mistakes and giving each player the direction and autonomy to become their own inner coach. He focuses on process over outcome, meaning development is more important than wins and losses. On top of running his own successful company, he has also been a head coach with Breakthrough Basketball since 2016. This position has allowed him to coach thousands of players in camps around the world. And now, not only does he lead multiple specialized camps, including elite guard, ball handling, finishing, and shooting and elite youth scoring, he also personally develops and improves new and existing camp curriculum to increase camp effectiveness for attendees. Coach Charlie accepted a scholarship to play at Indiana University at Bloomington under legendary coach Robert Montgomery Knight. He played all four years and graduated with a bachelor's of science degree. Coaches, today we have a, a really a unique podcast on basketball acronyms, which what is the language that you use in your program? Charlie's going to give us some great, he's kind of a master of language. Uh, how can you communicate better with your players uh, by using acronyms? And I'm going to steal a bunch of these, so I'm really excited. So let's welcome Coach Charlie Miller. Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast, episode 214, Charlie. Uh, I must have nothing else to do in my life. I have 214 episodes. I like that. Um, But uh, we're so glad to have Coach Charlie Miller here, the founder of Attack Basketball Academy. And he's going to share with us 
to me, a very unique topic and a topic that all definitely me and many coaches need is how do we communicate better on what we call basketball acronyms. He's really a genius on kind of teaching us how to, how to communicate better. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for that. And those very kind words uh, to say I'm a genius at that. I guess I'm really <laughs> crazy at that. And that's what it started off as. And, and so, and, and like, you know, you said, you said the episode, episode 214, right? Yes. See, 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 I'm listening because see my area code in Dallas is 214. Okay. So that's you, see, it's, it, we already started. That's right. We all see that's connection right there. This is no coinkadink, right? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, Coach. Yeah. Um, kind of give us a first of all, give us kind of a brief uh, resume. And I know I'm a, are we, you were great on my on my last podcast with Jim Uber. Um, so talk about talk about your your background and how you got to this point in your life of being such a master teacher. Oh man, I appreciate that. Well, a uh, short story, I'm from Miami, Florida, South Miami, Florida. Um, and, you know, sports has always been a part of my life growing up in South Florida and being spoiled. And I say that because I grew up a rock throw away from University of Miami. This is when they were in the heyday of football. You, the you, what we know the you now, right? We also got a term like swag that was, swag. you know, from the you, and uh, and seeing those guys in my neighborhood was like normal to me. <laughs> so, you know, because I mean, literally, it was you know, it was in Carl Gables, but I lived across the street, which is South Miami, but it's so close. I mean, like, like there's a you know, to Greensboro, Georgia, to whatever that neighboring city or, or community, or community, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, watching those guys, and I mean, and, and and then learning also, like, why are they always going to the national championship game? They would play against Oklahoma, they would then play against Notre Dame, and they would go. They were independent, so they were not in a conference. So that lit my fire. Just watching, <laughs> just from a football perspective, just watching like high level sports and, and, and being around it so close, which again, in our neighborhood, we all thought we were gonna play University of Miami football and uh, we played every sport by the season. It wasn't necessarily specialization of sports. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, and you only play sports that were given by uh, the local uh, rec center, right? Um, so, so, I, again, playing everything, baseball be became something I fell in love with. If you look over my right shoulder to you, all maybe on my left, but there's a picture of 11-year-old uh, Charlie in Mexico City on the mound. I made all-star team. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like my first taste of realizing I was talented. Again, what does that mean at 11 years old? You know, people, you know, you, you're, you're throwing strikes not like you were studying the night before. You're just doing what you thought was best when you're playing around throwing water balloons at friends, right? <laughs> you're using all of those things you've been doing, okay, and you're targeting, which then led to sports. I was discovered my seventh grade year by my future high school coach. And he went, he came, he went to a local uh, uh, rec center game, and I don't know where it came from, Kevin. At 12, I was, be, I was able to dunk it on 10-foot baskets. Hmm. 
and I was dunking the ball. And, and I guess I was highly talented. And I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't know what I didn't know. This, mean, this meant nothing to me. You know, oh, you're an athlete. What does that mean? I'm just playing because my friends play, right? right? And, and he was telling me things like, hey, you have an opportunity to be really good if you really work at it. And uh, it scared me because he gave me a glimpse of what could be, right? And then I just, you know, lo and behold, I followed Coach Charlie Funk out of uh, South Miami High School. He's now a Hall of Famer in high school. He's won over 1,500 games over the course of 40-plus uh, years of coaching. Um, and I just followed his lead. You know, he, he taught me work ethic, um, seventh grade, eighth grade, up until my first game as a ninth grader freshman on varsity. I was getting up at 5.30 in the morning, Monday through Friday. Um, and he would open up the gym because he was a driver's ed teacher. And he would give me a basketball and he would go park cars and get ready for his day. And I would be like, okay, what is my workout? He'll say, go figure it out. <laughs> so you allowed me to do something. We're talking about the acronym. You allowed me to create a lot of creative imagination because uh, it was no workout plans, okay? This is like early 90s, okay? Um, you know, no workout plans, just me and that basketball in that rim creating a relationship. Waking up 5.30, coming with regimens and routines and saying all these things to myself, whatever it might have been. And fast forward, you know, my very first game as a freshman, I scored 30 points. And I wasn't a ball hog. You know, and that led all the way up to my senior year. And, and, and I, this is a point story because I think it rides right into what we're talking about. Uh, my senior year, I had a thought in the gym one morning. I said, hey, if you average four baskets a quarter, and I want to say that again, if you average four baskets a quarter, you score 32 points. Like, that's not much. So I focused on the quarter and not the game. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I, I played my hardest in the quarter. And in at times it was pressing and at times it was, you know what, let me learn how to play basketball because I know they're going to focus on me. Let me learn how to set screens. Let me learn how to do these things. You know, so, you know, I was able to average 32 points a game my senior year, top 50 player in the state of, uh, in, in, the, in the country. Uh, I made junior Olympic team twice, um, representing our, our, our country. Uh, in Greece. I, I, I made it going to Puerto Rico. I decided not to go. I wanted to start my freshman year at Indiana University where I ended up deciding to go to college, play college basketball. But I made the second year as in my, after my freshman year in college, I was given the opportunity again to try out as we were getting ready to go play during Olympics in Athens, Greece. This is right before the dream team went over to Athens, Greece. So I had an opportunity to see the, the, the whole community, the whole Olympic park being built in Athens, Greece because we stayed in the dormitories as they were preparing and we played junior Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, doing that, playing four years at Indiana under uh, coach Bobby Knight. Um, and, and, you know, he taught me something very, very, very instrumental to what I'm doing today as well. We'll talk about later that, that kind of led to playing seven years of, of pro sports, um, of basketball, two years in the CBA, which you call the G League now, uh, about four and a half years over in Europe, um, you know, different countries, you know, had a couple opportunities to play in the NBA, just tryouts, you know, but I played summer league with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I did pretty much all you would want to do as a player in this game. 
but there was a lot of heartache and pain and disappointment that when it came along with that, when I had to, you know, stop playing. And um, I became, you know, a corporate salesperson that uh, worked my way up the ladder as a manager within two years. And I just, you know, without corporate experience, just used a lot of things I've learned through character development and uh, was learning how to gain substance value in the corporate world and in sales. And, and I actually pro got promoted within two years to come to Dallas, Texas. And, you know, where I live today and was not even thinking about basketball at all, other than just something to do uh, at the local clubs that you might, you know, pay a fee to monthly, playing some adult leagues. But then I ended up hiring what I call the right rep as he was coaching club basketball. And he led me to a parent who was looking for shooting lessons. And I was interested in learning more about what he was doing. And he said, here's your opportunity. And it was more than an opportunity because I, you know, just went off what I remembered or forgot as far as shooting. And I helped this player not only make his seventh grade team, but I helped him become a really good shooter. And she just word of mouth organically just spread the help and support. And all of a sudden, you know, I have all these teams and I'm learning how to train. I mean, just, this is like about 10 years ago. It just kind of all of a sudden just happened. Almost like a flood, which at one point I had 20 teams. <laughs> and you're trying to manage and juggle and, you know, the week, I was a weekend warrior, I call it, you know, you, sure. I have no voice whatsoever until Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're right back at it. But then, there, you know, then it got to a point where in transparency, it's a little of you and, you know, because of what you stood for, what you were doing, every parent player wants you. So when you're not at a practice, you know, when you're not at a game, we lost. So this person didn't know that. This coach. So I got to a point where I was like, man, I'm at a breaking point. You know, I, this isn't fun anymore as far as coaching. I wasn't player development at the time. I just felt I was at a breaking point. And then that's when um, one of my mentors, Coach Mike Davis, who coaches at now Detroit Mercy, he was the head coach at Indiana University. Uh, at the time, he was an assistant coach my senior year. Um, he, was, he was always really big into reading and applying a lot of concepts and to really be, you know, character development, personal development, soft skills. And he, I called him one night and I'll never forget. He said, hey, I got two books I want you to read. And one book was uh, Mindset by Carolyn Dweck. And the other book was called The Little Book of Talent by Daniel Coyle. That book has really changed my life. That book, I mean, it was a 180. Because after I read that book, and I say today, that book is why I'm probably on this call with you. Why you call me a master trainer. And I appreciate that. You know, it's because of that book. That book really gave me another uh I guess a, a second win to really learn how to not only develop yourself, but what are other hotbed talents doing in other sports and other genres to really support high level success. And I want to see if I can implement those things. And that kind of led to the acronyms, right? <laughs> to kind of, you know, give you an understanding. Yeah. And I want to, I, I love your story, Charlie. Um, I want to. I just want to kind of delve into that a little bit before you get into your acronyms. I want to make yes, sure sir. I get a lot of them here. Um, 
it's funny you mentioned that when you grew up, you didn't have a lot. Like today, everybody has a personal trainer, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Basically, a lot of people telling you what to do. Yes, sir. I find like from your situation, when you pretty much coach it, hey, hey, you figure it out. To me, that allows you to be a creative person. I don't think there's enough of that today, Charlie, because I believe that creativity is a big part of learning. Well, and, and you're right on. And, and, but let's also go here. That was their environment in 1990, 1991. That was the way you know, the generations before did it. It was what I'm, you know, what I'm saying is creative imagination. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, there's no structure. Here is no workout plan. There's no 12 weeks. Only thing I knew about a, a workout program or 12 weeks progress, you're going to laugh is my following my older brother, Tony, Tony and, uh, and Joe Weider. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we, and and, and, and uh, <laughs> cracking eggs and putting in the orange juice, and that's how you got protein. That's okay? right. And I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, sure. So, so um, that to me was a program. You know, you go lift weights and you go do these things, and you might get bigger. That a protein shake was okay. Crack eggs, put them in your orange juice, shake it up, or just crack and put it in your mouth. Right. That was. The regi the day, the day, the science and the psychology and, and the experts and the the middle people and rightfully so, because this speaks to the time that we're in. I mean, we're we're using we're you know, in this information age, right? We're using all these things that's pushing us daily. Uh, but to me, the challenge comes in is where it's it's too trendy. We don't give it an opportunity to see if it really works or not. It's, I got to now move to the next thing. Oh, that was, you know, yesterday. Like, for example, in college, uh, our strength and conditioning coach at Indiana was an Olympic. He was Olympian. And his, the way he trained us was powerlifting, which you call today CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So all I knew lifting weights in college was uh, cleans, uh, you know, and everything goes with, you know, powerlifting, right? And CrossFit, uh, explosiveness, all that. Well, you know, five, six, eight years ago, this thing called CrossFit came in and it took off. And I'm not saying I told you so, but – or. You know, that's how I trained when I was in college. But then it became more of a, for, for all, right? All citizens to do it. But it, it, it kind of goes back to, again, things are trendy. We don't give it an opportunity to see if it really sticks. So you now go into one of the things, because you also want to talk about these acronyms, almost like these proverbial things I say too, right? And, we, you know, a proverb is, you know, for me, it's almost like a suggestion of a, or hint of truth, right? There's some truth to this as a suggestion, um, as advice, you know, that there's a, it might rhyme or not, but it, there's a, there's something wise behind it coming from experience. And we could, we could put it out there and, it's, and, and it might show you truth too. So along the lines of that is what I would call 
you have, and I want to type this up, you sure. have synthetic imagination. And this is, you know, studies. This is not just coming from me. And I'm hoping I spell synthetic right. <laughs> I think it'll tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. <laughs> synthetic, is it? Yes. Is that right? That's right, Coach. Okay, synthetic imagination. <laughs> it's okay, right? Versus creative imagination. And you mentioned it, so let's discuss it. So this is how, for me, I like to really help myself and other people get this. Because when we say synthetic, people think it's, we think it's fake. But actually, anything in a book is synthetic imagination. Somebody took time out to research, study, break down, ask questions, poll, survey, and they captured it. And they and, and we make it we make it timeless. You want to learn something? Go read a book. You want to go 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 look at the manual. It's synthetic imagination. Someone's creative process. They took time out to make it coherent and clear, easy for everybody to get, and they put it in a book. We put it we put it in a practice plan. We said go make X amount of shots. And you're hoping that the creative imagination kicks in because if we look at that, it's, you know, more so, uh, you know, you can look at synthetic again as what was captured, not necessarily real, but we're given suggestions, right? It was captured. It was data. It was experience, it was surveys, you know, all we can think of. And then to make it easy for Charlie to get, Coach Kevin's been coaching for 30 years and Coach Kevin says ABC. Well, who's gonna refute that? Because you captured that information. The challenge is <laughs> creative imagination is now. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's now. It's the moment. And if I can't match, it sounds great. It's awesome teaching. But why do I always feel anxiety? Why do I always, why am I inconsistent? I haven't captured the creative imagination part to it. There's something that's blocking. There's a short. There's a short to me being present. Maybe it now goes to what I'm saying to myself. I, I'm never, I'll never be able to coach like Coach Kevin. No one knows that but me. So when you teach me and tell me things to go do and coach, I get in that moment and I freeze. I don't know. Well, probably because when I'm ready to release to the creative imagination and let things happen, I go back into being in my own way. Or as a player, you know, you could teach a player how to shoot, dribble, they get in the game, we revert back to the level of training that we know. Why do I always make these mistakes? You know, whatever it might be. And what happens? We attack the character versus looking at the behavior. 
versus saying it's not you, it's what you're doing. And that's what we got to correct and coach up and give you more things that can reach you. But also give people, like I said before, game, which acronym is grace and mercy every day. And, and, and grace, what's grace, okay? Very simple. If, if, if I buy a new car, they're going to say, Charlie, here's a 45-day grace period. What does that mean? There's no payments, right? Yay. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, what's a grace period? It's some, a reprieve. We're going to excuse you from this time of, of commitment. So what's mercy? Well, I'm not going to make you feel bad about what you did. I'm not going to put pressure on you. I'm not going to concentrate. I'm going to give you an out. I'm going to give you room to process. That to me, it comes down to that when you talk about synthetic imagination and creative imagination, just because I put it in a book or just because I've coached, that means I'm going to reach these players and parents like I got it. It's, it's taken me years to get to this place. As I share humbly with you, I can shoot the basketball right hand, left hand, off the bounce, catch and shoot, catch and release. I can demo it both ways. And that's not to wow anybody, but that's to share how my creative imagination helped with my synthetic. Because every I'm left-handed, naturally. Every, everything you read, write, is right-handed. <laughs> right? There's no, so, so there's not a lot of manuals. So I... I went into my creative imagination. So, you know what? If I want to learn how to really teach and teach to the best of my abilities, I want to learn how to teach people how to shoot right-handed, left-handed, how to do things with their, with, you know, being ambidextrous. But yet, if I have a right-handed player, I don't want to just be stuck to I can't teach you how to shoot. Because now, again, I'm going off of what I know, but to them, it's at best synthetic imagination. They can't see it. You said it earlier. We all are visual. Right. So so that kind of comes into, you know, when you, you know, mastery It's just learning how to reflect your competency. Because at the highest level, you understand, you know, there's going into, you know, the ways of learning. Um, if I can do this, I'm going to change it. And let me see if it allows me to. Let me see if I get out of this. Let's see. Yeah, it will. So I'm going to do this, right? Not the prettiest, but I think you get the idea. <laughs> sure. You know, it's like four levels of learning. Mm -hmm. And I'll put the acronyms. Um, but the two words that we are you know, really using or forward, I should say, you know, first, you know, the first stage of learning, we are unconscious incompetence, you know, and these are things I literally share with players and parents, like, especially when I'm, because I want to back up a little bit, like, this isn't random, like, this is actually stuff I've studied, I've, I've talked about, I've, I've been by myself, talked to my dogs, <laughs> and, and and just really got down now to where it's a passion, it's a science, but I know this is something I really have to do so we can build our relationship. 
And to me, that's more important than me helping you with the jump shot, the attack. I'm not saying that's the easy part, but that be, you know, why is it easy? Because that's what the player wants to get better at. That's what the parent wants as that aspiration. Everybody is driven and motivated for that. Very few realize that they need this before we even start. There's prerequisites. And this is kind of where I think like our last call, this is where we get caught up as coaches. We, we want to attack that court. We want to attack that film room. We want to attack all these places. But then you, we wonder why we still see the same results because we didn't attack their mind. We didn't attach to them. We didn't say, hey, I, Kevin, I need you to let me in here. I need that invite. Because if you don't let me get here, I'm going to get here. If you let me in here, you're going to realize that we're connected. Right. And, and, and my way, I look to do this in a short manner because it's important for the player to understand at any stage of development where we may not be seeing eye to eye, where there might be some misunderstandings, they understand, okay, I see what may be going on. Okay. I feel more open to coming to Coach Charlie talk because he's always opened that door up for me. Like, I guess I feel like I can say anything to him and he's not going to look at it and take and be offended because, no, he, we said that we were all calm and cool collective. Coach, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Uh, um, what you're saying is for us coaches to connect better with our players, it sounds like to me we need to be great listeners. Hey. I mean, is it more – I know it's more than that. No, I'm, I'm shaking my head like, you know, we got to be better listeners. You know, how often are we doing what I call, you know, it's one to interview someone. But then – Going back to, you know, kind of that, that proverbial way of looking at it, are you doing any interviews with yourself? Hmm. Are you doing anything? Are you able to, what you're going through, you know, are you able to look at those things not only for others but yourself? So this is something, hey, before we start working out, I need you to have an interview. And they don't think I'm saying interview. No, right. interview. I love that. Yeah. You need to ask yourself, and you, need, mom, dad, y'all, you need to sit around dinner table and, hey, talk about the good, the bad, or indifferent. I, don't, well, I didn't like about this workout, or I didn't like this, or I don't like that. Because when the rubber meets the road, which is a part of this process of this you know, unconsciously competent, that's when we really want to give up and quit. Because we're close, but it takes a lot of effort and energy. And we're not getting desired results. And we're losing more than we're winning. And we're missing more shots than we are making. And, you know, we're making more turnovers. And all of the stuff that happens typically when you're the closest to that breakthrough. Right. So so it's like it's easy to, again, to, to interview someone. But and when you have the experience and the knowledge and you've done it for so long, right. it's, can you constantly reevaluate yourself? And that's and that's the thing. And, and I share with you, that's why I think the challenges comes in for for someone like yourself, coach. You know, because I mean, you, you know, 
I may be speaking out of turn, but, you know, as a head coach for as long as you coached, it's only, I think, and you're a school teacher, so many things you can do, and you have a family, and you have younger kids, and you may have grandkids, and you, so it's like, how much can you sit back and practice plan for 365 days? How many meetings can you really have with your assistants when, I mean, all the dynamics can be there to not really compensate, whatever it is, right? So all these things happen once, hey, uh, get up, my dog, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> um, she she gets to look at outside and start barking. So sorry, but all these dynamics, you know, it's like how many you get twenty four hours in a day. You know, you you got a lesson plan in school. Yeah. And you you want to make sure you're nurturing and being loving. Then you got to hit that court. Time, time is money. Time, time, time is money, man. No kidding. Time, man, time, time. Right. And, 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 to, yeah. and to even, you know, to, to, this is relevant, you know, and to even look at time, coach, you know, time, you know, you can look at it this way too. Time is the movement of thought. Because what are we using time for? What are we talking about on this, on, on this, this podcast? Communication, right. exchanging. We are exchanging thought. What can help me get more in that now moment, which again, now, and, and to me, this is the, you know, what I'm, what I'm really after in that moment is understanding, you know, if I'm now, we've already won. We've already won. We know that. We've won. We're already victors. How can I get present? That's the key. In defeat, can I get one or two things from that and do my best at not repeating? Even if I repeat it, don't beat myself up or beat my team, my, my, my players up. Because there's still something I probably need to get out of it as well. Right. I may have a losing season, but still gain perspective on what happened. And, and this, and at the end of the day, what else are we talking about with these players and parents and coaches and administrators? How to stay present? Because you know, like I know, five years from now, teams from now, we're going to have that thought of that game. A lot of people not. <laughs> They're not going to think about that game. You know, the loss. It's going to be more so the experience to be on that game. Right. Yeah, that was a lot of hurricane pain. But I'm, I think I'm better. If I really think about it, I think I'm better for that. And that's just the perspective I look to keep all the time. You know, and, you know, you hear sometimes parents say, oh, man, you're patient. No, I don't think I'm patient because I know in my own life I'm not that patient. Right. I'm just engaged. I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. And I know this stuff is process driven. And I know that again, for me to do the things I've done as a player did not happen overnight. Heck, and if I'm honest with you, I can't, I can't tell you when that light bulb clicked to where I could start making shots, you know, what I would call it to an implicit habit like riding a bike. I couldn't tell you when 
that moment hit as a, even as a coach where I can teach all these things in a cluster, in a small space of time and be coherent and players get it and people don't even know me, get it right away. And it's a refreshing way of, I don't know. I just know that I was, I was just happy to just every day wake up and win. I call it another thing I say, I wake up and win, our journey begins. Okay. Wake up and win. You know, great day. It's a great day to get better. And you need to put that down there. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wake up and win. So the journey begins. The journey begins, right? And and I, you know, videos, you know, we continue to develop our relationship. There's videos um that I would do over teaching point of dribbling, making a move, and I'll say, yeah. you know, hey, it's Coach Charles, let's wake up and win, our journey begins. I love you it. Know? Love it. Right. And then at the end of the video, I'll say, I'll see you on the other side of success. You know, what does that mean? You're going to struggle. You're going to suck. <laughs> and if you get it, the other side, you still may struggle and suck, but you can get over yourself quicker. It, you know, now, now all those things that used to attack you are low priority. Right. It's like, you know, you know, now you're more composed. It's like a student get ready for a test. If they study, it's not about getting an A. I'm more composed. I, I, I can sit down and not have the, oh, I didn't study this. or I didn't know that. I don't have to stay up to burn them in. I don't. Not saying we don't, you know, still do that today, but, but you're just more composed at it. You feel, you know, you have that faith. You have that inner focus of knowing, you know, you're going to go in and do your best. Because you studied the material, you know, some things, you know, you, you got some questions right that you didn't realize you, you really knew those, their formulas and applications, right? And, and that to me is like the beauty of all of this we're talking about, because that's what it's, it's, see, now provides discovery, now provides, you know, the moment, the, we, you know, things are the, you know, everything is, is defined in the moment you know things are defined in the moment think about it everything's defined in the moment and that's you know we're talking about moments of time moment of time you know, moments of time if we can track moments of time that's what defines it that's what gives it that thing we can't we we don't know how to name it and all of a sudden we keep doing it that name pops up to us or that, or that, that you, you know, you're playing a game, you're down by five coach. And all of a sudden you saw something that you didn't even go over in the practice plan, but you had to quickly get everyone around you to adapt to. And all of a sudden you adapted. Right. But had that opportunity not present itself, you would have stuck to the game plan, whatever precept you had. And that's kind of like going back to just being in the moment because it's about receiving. Can right, we recognize? Yeah, can for we, sure, Coach. Yeah, keep huh? going. I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna interject. I was no, gonna go, go. Um, well, you, you say about in regards to coaching about that. I remember one coach told me like, you know, I think it was Roy Williams. Like, hey, you, you can have the best game plan in the world, and as soon as that ball is thrown up, you know, thrown up on the jump ball, everything can change. Basketball, you better have. I guess what you're saying, you better be in the in the now. That creative imagination. More than, I think that's a great skill to have. It, 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 and you, and to me, it's, 
that's a CI, and I'm gonna talk about that. It's understanding that a lot of these things we're saying, Coach, personally, were all desire, um, I, I would call um, abstract desires. What I mean by that is, okay, hey, Charlie, take care of the basketball. Charlie, you can't shoot because I missed a shot. Or, Charlie, you don't need to bring the ball up because I'm tall. The first, the follow-up question that automatically I think comes to all is why? Why can't I? But then you get attacked to the character. Oh, they don't think I'm not good enough. But, but that's an abstract desire, like take care of the ball. Versus how? What does that look like? Take care of the ball. What, what happened that we can look at in that moment to teach, to reach, to provide skill sets, to equip, to train? So when that moment happens again, even if I fail, you see me make an attempt at the lesson. versus handle the basketball, be a better ball handler, make better decisions. Those are all abstract desires. That's wishful thinking. You, you have to get very specific of what that means. And sometimes you have to be like the two words. That, you know, it may have started off with 30 words. We've got it down to two words and we know what those two words mean. But because we worked on it, we, we had time to, to do it. Things happen over time. So, so, so going back to, again, communication, it's, it's key in reaching because at the end of the day, you know, I, I've had a mom one time say, you know, sports builds characters. I said, yeah, it depends on who you're around. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> because I hear a lot of heartache and pain and nightmares just like I have two coaches. Mm -hmm. We all do. You're, there, there's probably one to two coaches that you can still tell me about today, but there's probably nine or 10 plus that you may have to sit on the couch and say, hey, if I had this coach in my mind or this person, right? So, and, and that's just the, the, the nature of this journey. And it's, it comes down to how, how quick can you strike a chord? How quick can you relate, you know, like the understanding of relationship comes down to this four-letter word. That's what relationship means. No. No. Ball was meant to go in a hole. <laughs> Ball was made for the basket. If you build a relationship with it that connects that ball to your hand, it comes to feel. Skill and talent now is will be supercharged. And it's not because you, you know, you, you shot the ball 500 times a day. 
I mean, how many things you do daily, Coach, you're still not good at? I mean, how, how many things I still do that I'm still not good at? That has nothing to do with it, you know? And not even to refute, not even to sound controversial, but just sharing perspective. I could do something for 10,000. I've done things for 10,000 plus hours, I know. Still not good at it. <laughs> Are you talking still, about my golf game? And, and if you want to go there, that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> right? right? But that's my point. Now, I mean, these things are, uh, these things are cool to say, and these are studies suggest, I get all that. And I'm with it. But there's something about going back to acronyms and proverbs. Why, when we were younger, was everything in a song format? And it may have started off as memory, but why can't I hum a song that I don't even listen to, but when I they hear it on the radio, I can hum that chorus? Why? What is that? Why? Why? You know, and and, and I I'll, I'll make a funny here. It's a funny. I want you to participate. <laughs> so finish my sentence. A B C D. Okay. What comes after S? Stop. Stop. Now, you notice in your head, you were like, RST. Exactly. I had to think. Watch, 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 watch. That goes to the way we were taught. See, we know ABC, but we weren't taught what comes after, what comes before. Right. But that's how we teach. You got to come off this dribble handoff and, and, and square up and shoot it. And, and then you, you got to, huh? I don't, I get the ball. I don't want to turn the ball over. And you're telling me all these abstract desires of what I need to do with this ball? Nah, not happening. And then what, what do I say we? But what normally happens to the player? They shut down. Right. Then we label the player. Now it's not the player. Did we effectively reach this player? Did we teach this player what to think when that ball hits their hand? Did we tell them to think shot on the catch by placing the ball in the shooting position? And that just comes down to, you know, what we impress which is a copy, right? What we impress on our minds, we can express through our bodies. It went away on me, coach. Did it go away on me? Um, there we go. And I'm trying to go up here, coach. Yeah, it's okay. Let me get rid of that whiteboard. I wonder if it's, uh, can I go up? Because I wrote down here. Yeah, I don't know if you can move it. I don't know either. Yeah. Can I erase this or is that? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, got, yeah for sure. Okay. Yeah, because I want to put that up here. All yeah, right. So start over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, again, what we impress, 
which is a copy. And when I, it's like, again, we call those affirmations, right? Or what I constantly say or whatever it is that make me get into action, we want to express through the body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why when, you know, we, we talk about mentalities, you know, short sayings, again, all these little, you know, general truths, you know, that come from our colleagues, people like yourself, you know, people that are trusted. This, to me, prepares me to play quicker because what you've done here is you've treated me like I am to my core. My mind is like a supercomputer. We know A, B, we know C comes after B, but then you do a Google search on generic search, it's going to take some time. <laughs> what comes after S? It's going to take some, it's, it's more, it's too broad. And it's not about being right here either, coaches. I mean, I'm not looking to be right. You know, it's just basically the way we were taught these simple things. You know, it's, it's, it's and I want to write this saying down. You no, know, it's, you know, we do things not to get it right. We, we perform them to not get wrong. And the best example is again, ABCs, one, two, threes. Mm -hmm. We were not taught to get them right. We were taught in a way so we cannot get them wrong. And that's what I'm after as a coach. How can I reach and teach you not to tell you what's right or wrong because I can't play? I, I, my eligibility is over. I can't step on that court. But how can we have irrefutable truth that we know is not wrong? And that's what you call emergent truth. That's emergent truth. You know, if, if we both were scientists and we had hypotheses and we had theories, and I say, hey, coach, this is my theory, you have the right to tear it down and break it up and build it and see if you can build it right back to what we put together. Because you're going to find things. I probably didn't find it, but you're, you know, hey, you know what, Charlie, you're right. But look at these other things I discovered off of this. But we still went from the truth. And then for me, in basketball, like life, what we're looking to help the players understand situations. We're, that's, that's what the synthetic imagination is teaching, situations. It, it's, I mean, what else are we teaching? Situations. Life is all about situations. And how can I teach these situations where it's not a matter of if we know this is going to happen, it's when. And that's when I, I, I talked about that, you know, win to win strategy. This is my whole teaching method. It's win 
we see, recognize, whatever you want to say, the situation. We hope that the teaching points, the drills, the skills, application help us create advantages. That's why we want to equip. We're equipping our players in time and space with repetition for the situation. And we want to teach them how to gain advantages. It's win to win. And that's a playoff words too. Right? That's a, just a way it's a, and it sticks. You know, win to win. And then when I get players or parents, huh? I, wow, like, and I and I'm sharing with you just like I'm talking to myself. Right. And never would have thought about that. I'm like, what else are we talking about? Like basketball now comes down to, as I said before, a game. This is because because what what are we talking about in life? Directions. Which, you know, respect to all creeds or followings, but you know, that's we, you want a player coach that can move right, left, up, down, ladder, retreat, quickness, jump, bound, 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 rebound, quick, re all, all these, uh, oh, he's an athlete, she's an athlete, oh, she's quick, oh, she can move left, right, she can retreat, she can recover. You're talking about directions. Mm -hmm. Every, every sport, it's directions. Basketball, in particular, is directions. They go left, you go right. They put their hands up, you go by them. Put the hands down, you shoot it. Defense control the gaps. Between you and your, your teammate, make sure you sword fight. Sword fight. You bring the come together. Bring your feet together. We got a sword fight. Say sword fight. They don't have, you know, you might distract the team. That's a little defense principle. Right? You sword like fight. That. Yeah. Sword fight, sword fight, sword fight. Right? But again, I'm taking the emphasis off of play defense. All right, you're getting me fired up, coach. Let's go. Don't let her go by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sword fight, sword fight, sword fight. <laughs> control the gap. Control the gap. Yeah. You know? So, so instead of saying protect, no, control. Dictate the gap. No penetration. Make it tough. They're going to score. This is not going to be a one-nil game. Make it tough. Let me jump in, Coach, really quick because yeah. we're – I mean, we're a pressing team. We're a pressure team and so forth. Mm -hmm. But we always talk about when we play our defense, you know, no gaps, no gaps. So I like that sword fight. So kind of help me with that to express that more because, heck, this fall we're giving up a lot of dribble penetration and so forth by reaching, not moving your feet, not getting to the angles. Uh, help me out with that. How can I, how can I teach that better? Verbally? Perfect. So – Go back to my Mickey Mouse drawing. This is Coach Kevin. This is Coach Charlie. 
here's a drill called sword fight. Mm -hmm. And it's fun because we're going to have a, everybody's going to be behind you and I. And we're going to say two words, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Sword and fight. Okay. But the words lead to action. And studies suggest that habits are built after. After I wake up, I brush my teeth. After I brush my teeth, I wash my face. Blah, 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 blah. So, we show them, we demo first. I say sword, you say fight, we come together on fight. Sword, fight. Gotcha. Sword, fight. Love it. Sword, fight. All right, here we go, everybody. Once there's sword, I'll say fight. We come together, we lock, we, 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 it, with our sword, our arm, right? Red Rover, Red Rover, right? Feet trap, feet coming together, sword fight. Sword fight. The whole gym, energy, passion, sword fight. Sword fight. Right now, we may put them in a, uh, you know, very simple for me. After we go over this, we're gonna do a tight, Shell drill, focusing on the X's. We're not going to go outside the block, the elbow area. We're not going to do a wide, traditional shell drill. O's offense, in a sense. All they're going to do is pass the ball, exchange, go set a screen, whatever. Right, that pass happens. They're gonna start first, just get used to the movement, right? Then we're gonna start having the O's try to penetrate. Sword fight. Cut it off. I got it, I got now I got this tall task, coach. I gotta not only control that gap, I gotta help my person get through. Cause that's basketball. It's one thing for me to control the gap, right? But you know, so just kind of showing you just different things, right? But but again, we wanna learn how to control that gap. There's going to be a gap opportunity for that person to go through offensively. How can we defensively control it? How can I help my teammate gain trust and control of me, knowing that if they get beat, I'm going to allow them to recover as I help control. And again, notice, I'm not saying protect. I'm sorry, I'm saying protect, right? Protect, same thing. But I want to control, I want to dictate, right? That to me is a, you know, it's, it's a powerful word. I want to dictate. I want to be offensive on defense, right? Because because that's what you know dictate means, right? It's to it's to guide, it's to uh, control, right? I want to dictate. I want to make it tough. So that's a way you can set up also you know a small sided game, you know of you know one you know ball handler and here's that gap. We're working on sword fighting. Or make it challenging, right? Have them, you know, one offense here, one offense here, side to side, sideline. Two defenders, they got to control that gap. You know, just, just giving you creative imagination ways you can throw things in there to really emphasize that in small 
you know, a small setting. You know, we call them competitive games. I love that. And I love the uh, – first of all, I love the two words, by the yeah. way. I love that. Now, let me add on to that. Um, one of the issues I, – I, this is just my philosophy, Coach. Yes, sir. Is I, I call it hip. I want our girls to get on that girl's hip because mm-hmm. most girls can't handle. Exactly. Uh, now, we have girls on the team that are afraid of getting beat, but we have some girls that will get right up in your – I want all my players able to guard on the hip, force wide. Help, get, help me out a little bit. You're good. I, I'm, I'm listening to you. I, I was going to just give you a quick little rhyme. Because it goes on both sides, defensively, as you're talking about, right? Where, and, this, and this goes to, first of all, what's, it, what's the main idea you just talked about? First contact. If we can establish first contact, offensively, defensively, we can control. Right. So, in a sense, the same saying goes both ways. Focus it on defense. We don't want to make contact. Okay, cool. But let me tell you, if you stick and stay, she can't get away. And if she gets away, she's going to get away to where you want to take her. You're going to run her into the opportunities and what? create advantages. Let the referees call foul. Let's go to the referee beforehand. If we do this, if we do this, if we do this, will you give us one as a foul? What, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. We, we want to establish an aggressive, upbeat game. Because a lot of times, Coach, I think that's what they automatically go to. You know, I think, you know, again, fouls are more of a byproduct of being out of position. That's not the product. If I'm in position, then the byproduct is going to be we're going to run them into disadvantages. That's like for me, a shot, a jump shot. A jump shot, all I can control is my mechanics. So what I'm after with players is I want you to learn how to shoot a a repeatable straight shot. You control the straight shot. You can't control the make. The make is a byproduct of your straight shot. The make is a byproduct of your consistency of shooting a straight, repeatable shot. Don't control, don't control the control, don't, don't control the outcome. That goes back to me, game over direction. God. So here, stick and stay so she can't get away. Take her to what I call the push points. You, you know, you may have, you know, you may have um, places on the court in practice that you tape you know, X or something, you might, we want to push her to create a visual environment. I have a visual environment for my son. He's four. He's going through that phase of testing the waters. So through suggestions of my wife and, and someone that's helping us, seriously, yeah, I said, how about we create in the bath because he just wants to let the water run, which is no problem. Right. But how about we create a line and call it Aiden's line? And he knows and acceptance when the water gets here, we got to turn the water off. So if neither of us around, 
We want to celebrate him turning that water off and saying, aliens line, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's adopted. And he, and he, hey, go, 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 go get mommy, daddy. I'm like, what, what? You don't want to tell me? Nope. Hey, mommy, look, look. He's four. I learned more from that than me popping up a five-hour coaching tape on <laughs> how to coach in X's and O's because it's about human behavior. Right. It's not necessarily rewarding him for something he's, he's already motivated to do. It's just showing him how to regulate. How can we help these young ladies regulate on this court? Watch, if you stick and stay, she can't get away. She may turn the ball over. You may see her retreat. That's going to now buy your teammate time to come over to blah, blah, blah. And then also, even if we're not successful, stay focused, which now is find one course until successful. And if one course does not work, don't be stuck. Let's find other courses until we're successful. That comes down to how to match behaviors. Be, you know, you know, when I want to, this, these are books too I'm talking about. Cause like when I need to, when I'm wanting to build a habit, just because I've done something once or twice, the fool's goal, and I can't repeat it. I have not found enough behaviors that might match where I'm at. I got to constantly find the behavior. And again, you know, behavior is what we're talking about. And again, going back to a behavior is an act I, we can do right now. That's what a behavior is. So that's why I went back to when we say handle the basketball. I can't do that right now. What's one thing I can do that can lead us to over time, me becoming a better ball handler or be or being more responsible. You know, it's like where I got there from, the book is called Tiny Habits. And, and uh, the, the author's name is BJ Fogg. A lot of these things I'm talking, you know, just again, using things I've researched, studied to better reach myself so I can better reach people like yourself of the coaches and players that come to me for support. And, you know, why do you do the things you do? Why, why have you had the success or, or whatever lack of success? And I'm, it's, these, it's these small little things. And he talks about, you know, helping out a, a uh, you know, a, a large banking organization as they had a campaign to help their, their, um, their customers save $500. And he, he literally went to their meeting and said, hey, I need you all to save $500 right now. They all laughed. I need you to do it right now. And they all laughed. He said, why are you laughing? He said, we can't do that. Exactly. So what can your customers do right now to get them on board? Well, they can call their cable company and say, hey, cut those channels out. They can have a girl, you know, it's the, what can they do right now to start that process? Right? And it comes down to, again, matching behaviors. That's why communication is important because those words carry so much energy. 
and thought that that's why I said, if you're not working on yourself, coach, I don't know how, I don't know how you're really reaching players, man. I just don't, you know, and I won't, you know, coach Knight would say this all the time. I don't know if he said it jokingly or, you know, you've probably heard this before. He would say, I've known, I've forgotten more basketball than you guys would ever know. And I really think a lot of people teach and look to reach from what they forgot. But then what happens when the players and coaches and everybody start leveling up, you almost get surpassed. But then we start to manipulate and try to control and try to make it more about you're not ready yet versus, well, actually, I may have surpassed what you allowed yourself to be open to as a coach or player. That's, that's a great point. Coach, I, I want to add, um, I, I want to present you some situations, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Um, and I, I want to present you situations. Hey, coaches, this is Nick Bartlett, marketing manager here at Dr. Dish Basketball. And we're thrilled to be a part of the 2020 Championship Vision Virtual Clinic. Coach Kevin Furtado has been a great friend of ours for a few years now, and we greatly appreciate his commitment to growing the game the right way and providing great resources to the basketball coaching community. At Dr. Dish, we're always here to help as well with our state-of-the-art equipment, drills, and content. If you're ready to upgrade to the best training machines in the world and join top programs like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, Louisville, and countless others, we'd love to have you as a part of the Dr. Dish family. Remember, we take trade-ins on all shooting machines, including competitors, for significant discounts. And just by registering for this clinic, you're eligible to receive an additional exclusive $300 off your next Dr. Dish purchase. For more information, visit our website at drdishbasketball.com. Give us a call or shoot me an email directly at nick at drdishbasketball.com. And make sure to follow us on all social media channels at drdishbball. Hello, my name is Coach Charlie Miller head master trainer with the TAC Basketball Academy in Dallas, Texas. I'm here to promote the upcoming Championship Vision podcast clinic series brought to us by Coach Kevin Furtado from Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. Coach Furtado is a well-respected, sought-after coach and found other coaches like him to share their best practices and secrets to success with players, parents, and teams. The clinic will provide two types of virtual clinics, Lecture style via Zoomcast and on-court instructions with coaches and players. Again, my name is Coach Charlie Miller from Attack Basketball Academy, where we work with kids from third grade through high school in a positive and growth-oriented atmosphere that promotes a whole-body approach to well-being. Our programs are designed not only to improve your child's ability on the court, but also to teach him or her valuable skills that will serve them throughout their lives. Uh, on the basketball court, there's other things, is rebounding. Yeah. How can you, you – we talked about pressure defense, gaps, all that. Give us something for me and the other coaches, like how, do, how can we increase our rebounding pursuits, rebounding blackouts, just to be kind of a better rebounding team? Well, Coach, teaching point, rebounding is a will skill. <laughs> <laughs> you got to want to rebound. Right. We can draw up the best drills, and I got a practice coming up, and that's one of my challenges with my young ladies. We look at that ball in the air, and I call it stargazing. We're looking for Justin Bieber and 
every other model that we can think of. If it's right. if if it's my boys, I'll say you know a female. Just joking with them, right? Who are you looking for in the air? Cause you're stargazing, right? So you gotta want to. But then you know here, here's also a way in a proverbial saying I teach rebounding, which is just three words, you know, hit, find, get. Hit the opposite color jersey, back them up, block them out, block them, whatever you might say, box them out, block them out, find the ball and get it. And for me, I always say the best rebounds happen on the ground, not in the air. Because if we can create a horseshoe around that ball, especially defensively, where we don't need to break out, but we, we can horseshoe that ball on rebounding, then we can create that advantage on fast break, secondary break. Hmm. We want all those O's outside. Right. We want to hit, find, get. We're not going to win many battles unless some of the Lakers on jumping for rebounds offensively, defensively. But if we can go hit, find, get, make first contact, offensive, uh, defensively, again, stick and stay. They can't get away. Drive them back. Make first contact. Offensively, don't be Velcro. Don't be side to side. Fight. Swim. Do what you have to do. If that's a focus. But then again, discuss the benefits of that because we rebound the ball that extends our possessions. We may have a bad shooting night, which we were prone to happen probably more often than not, but that can give us more higher percentage shots at the rim. We can now probably shoot more free throws because of loose ball situations, right? So that can lead to more fast break, secondary breaks where we don't want to come down and always run a set. I'm just throwing it out there. That's not, you know, if you want players to play more of a, sets and actions and versus a half court 20 feet in run to play, you know, fast break secondary. You said we brought Roy Williams. He's a fast break secondary break coach, mm-hmm. right? Kansas, right? Two, three wings, five rim run, catching on the U, four, take the ball out. That's we can do that the whole game and score off of secondary breaks. We got to attribute that back to rebounding. So, you know, that's, you know, you know, it, it's coaches, it's taken me, I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful and I'm happy, Coach. I, you know, just finding these, you know, Coach Jim Huber talks about the categories, right? The categories of individual skills. It's, it's and, I, and I say this, like, with confidence, it's nailing these teaching points. It's like, hey, Coach, I got something on rebounding. Here, find, get. Teach, right. here, find, get. It's a will skill. Offense, don't be Velcro. Right? Don't let them stick and stay to get away. Defense, stick and stay. Drive them back. You know, I saw a call to ABC, too. You know, ABC. What's ABC? On rebounding, advance, box out, release. Advance to your defender. Back into him. Box out. Block out. Whatever word you want to use, release. Uh, um, sorry, AB, uh, ABR, release. Advanced box up, brother. Go to him, hit him, stick. Right arms up so you can feel, because I got to focus on that ball. I can feel and release to it. Go get it. 
And then, you know, we'll, we'll, if we continue to talk and develop relationship, then I'll, you know, I'll give you, you know, when I, you know, talk about skill enhancement, player development, mm -hmm. how you, how you glue the two, how you can give players homework to do these things. So we all now create this community and it goes back to, you know, uh, we talk about community or just, you know, philosophy is what we say. You know, it's words, it's what we say. Culture is what we do. Mm -hmm. And what we're after, coach, is what I call say-do. And say-do in the corporate world is integrity. Because when your say-do matches, that means a lot. Coach, we're gonna be on this call again. Okay, cool, Charlie, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Say do meshed, going back to time, the movement of thought. And in this moment, we've discussed things that I forgot about, or we brought things up, but you brought things up, and it brought up a situation that I don't know you would have brought up that situation if it was just going to be about these acronyms. So there you have it. Love it. Oh, that's great. Coach, I, I tell you, I mean, if a coach doesn't get a lot out of this, then I'm not sure because these are real. These are to me, this is the real deal. Yeah, you, and that's what and that's I mean, what my two words. <laughs> and that's why I was saying, I don't know if I can give this to you if I was coaching, and I'm not diminishing if I'm X and O all day. Right. I'm doing this. Like this is what I've been doing the last five, six years studying myself, still studying myself and discovering things and learning what plagued me or how to reach and how to teach this game at a high level and how to share this information and, and inspire other people to do the same things and how to be up, you know, when you're down and, and you know, and, and when you're up, how to try to give that up to everybody else and just be consistent. Again, tips, life, Temporary inconsistencies, the trade-off is permanent simplicities, T-I-P-S. And that's going back to, again, B.J. Fogg's book. He said the key to consistency is simplicity. You got to, if we can keep things simple, it's the small precepts that ends up developing big results over time. I love that. Hey, any other um any, uh, you shared some great, I love that consistency leads to simplicity. That's so true. Uh, it's, it's harder than it thinks though. Oh, of course. Because uh, our course. minds are constantly distracted, right? Well, right, right. I mean, yeah, but that, that goes back to learning how to find and master behaviors. Not just trial and error, trial and error, but like, you know, that doesn't work, let me move on. That goes back to that focus. That don't work, find other courses until successful. That didn't work. Well, you know what? That works for me. That, that works for me. Right. Boom. You found you found that thing. You know, it's, it's you know, it's what you call the pack person, PAC, the person that's motivated to get better. That person. Do they have the ability to get better? And it's the context. It's always, it's the environment. The environment. Why do I play? Because my friends play. Why don't, you know, that situation you, you talked about with that parent and player. Mm 
environment. Because I'm telling you, how we do anything in life is how we do everything in life. Mm -hmm. She's going through that right now. Right. Yeah, that's so true, Coach. Um, I know I learned a lot, and let's connect on. Uh, that would be a great. That'd be a great uh, meeting. Yes, with all of us. Um, I think that will help everybody out. It's all about getting better. Um, and uh, I appreciate you sharing with me again. And I want to continue this relationship. I think I. Um, I mean, you guys. You guys at basketball uh, attack of basketball are doing great. Breakthrough basketball, man. I'm so happy to kind of be part of you guys. So I appreciate you again, Charlie, joining me on the podcast. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you, Coach. I appreciate your time and efforts. And uh, please let me know how I can continue to support you all. All right, great. Thank you, Coach. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. This is Mike May, creator and owner of Practice Planner Live Software. I'm excited about partnering with Kevin Furtado and Championship Vision Podcasts. We share a common passion of helping basketball coaches be more effective in their profession. With over 26 years of basketball coaching experience, I created Practice Planner Live with the purpose of saving coaches valuable time in creating efficient and effective practice plans. John Wooden once said, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Practice Planner Live can take your practice planning to a whole nother level with tools and functionality that will maximize your team's ability to reach their potential. Coaches, hello, this is Coach Cameron Furtado. <clears throat> I am the director and uh, founder of Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, we are doing our first annual Championship Vision Podcast Clinic Series. Uh, the clinic series is a one-of-a-kind basketball coaching instructional clinic. We'll have the best high school basketball coaches in the country sharing their secrets to their success of their programs. We'll have two types of virtual clinics, lecture and on-court instructional. Both of these will be done to provide you the best instructional resources to improve your basketball program. The lecture series will be a Zoomcast instructional <clears throat> program done with the highest of integrity. We will have the best high school basketball coaches in the country giving detailed analysis of their programs. The on-court instruction, this will be recorded videos of specific basketball topics done on court from some of the best high school basketball coaches in America. They will be conducting drills and skills with their players in an on-court instructional setting. All of these great coaches are first class. They are all nationally ranked coaches and programs. <clears throat> the clinics will be available on October 30th, 2020. You can purchase any time before that date. The clinics will be emailed to your address on October 30th. You can also purchase the clinics after October 30th on my website at www.championshipvision.org. Here are some of the clinicians and speakers for the clinic. Coach Lynn Farello, head boys basketball coach at Paul VI High School in Chantilly, Virginia. He was a 2020 nationally ranked program, 12th ranked program on Max Prep. His topic will be building all around players. Coach Tim Hayworth, head boys basketball coach at Mayo High School in Louisville, Kentucky, four time Kentucky State champions. His topic, zone offensive sets. Coach Rob Buechler, Head boys basketball coach, Eastern High School, Sardinia, Ohio. Topic, off-season skill development. Coach Jerry Finkbeiner, 
former Utah State Oral Roberts and Southern Nazarene University women's basketball coach, the topic, he, the Twilight Zone defense, which he created. Coach Mike DeVilbus, head women's basketball coach, Lewis and Clark State University and Southern Idaho, former Illinois assistant women's basketball coach, former assistant women's basketball coach, Wisconsin Green Bay University, and current athletic director at Lakeland High School in North Idaho. His topic, the buzz defense. Coach Jeff Graham, head girls basketball coach at Bilt High School, Bilt, Montana, six times Montana's girls basketball state champion. His topic, individual workouts and competitive shooting. Coach Gene Durden and his son, Kobe Durden, head girls basketball coach, Buford High School, eight-time Georgia High School state champion. Kobe Durden, assistant girls basketball coach at Buford. The topic, Buford's post-pre-practice drills. Coach Danny Brizard, head boys basketball coach at St. Thomas More Catholic High School, Lafayette, Louisiana, career record 1,021 wins and 134 losses. Topics, building a complete program and winning skill development drills. Coach Rhonda Farney, head girls basketball coach at Georgetown High School in Georgetown, Texas, sixth all-time lead it lists in wins in 1,183. The topic, sustaining success at your program and also the combination press. Coach Joe Lombard, former head girls basketball coach, Canyon High School, Canyon, Texas, 19 state high school state championships in Texas. His topic, full court pressure defense. Coach Stephen Mackey, founder and CEO of Two Words Character Development. Topic, how to develop a character development curriculum at your school. Coach Charlie Miller, head coach with Breakthrough Basketball, founder of Attack Basketball Academy. And also Coach Jim Huber, head coach with Breakthrough Basketball. The topic, holistic basketball, a unique approach to looking at all aspects of a basketball player, mental, physical, and emotional, and how to integrate all of these in developing a complete basketball player. Coach Jarrett Hunsinger, head girls basketball coach at Boonville High School, and Coach Greg Bisher, head boys basketball coach at La Plata High School in La Plata, Missouri. The topic, the 1-2-2 ball press. Coach Doug Porter, head women's basketball coach, Bethel University, Meshaqua, Indiana. Coach Gary Smith, legendary men's basketball coach at Redlands University in Redlands, California. Topic, coaching the system. Coach Sam Lahudney, Inducted into the Texas Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame in May of 1999. The great basketball coach, three state championships in Texas and seven state runner-up titles at Victoria East High School in Texas. Topic, competitive winning basketball drills. Coach Nicole Dixon, head girls basketball coach, Holy Innocent High School, Atlanta, Georgia. 2020 GHSA State Single-A Girls Basketball Champion. Topic, one body, many parts, valuing and empowering coaches and players. And Coach Kevin Furtado, <clears throat> head girls varsity basketball coach at Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. The topic, transition offensive drills and hop shooting technique. So <clears throat> if you want access to these, uh, I will be sending out a link to a Google form sheet. You fill out if you want the complete series, 
And if you want individual uh, clinics, it's $4.99. So you can't beat this. You got some of the best coaches in America uh, for this price. It's unbelievable. All Zoom clinics, all recorded clinics for you to view. So, hey, I'm looking forward to um, having you guys contact me. You can contact me at my email address at furtadok57 at gmail.com, or you can call me at 478-461-4403, the Championship Vision Podcast Clinic Series. Stay tuned.